Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's not company you want to keep, that's for sure, whether you're the struggling Cowboys or the struggling Jets, much more on the ladder here in 30 seconds. But, fellas, let's just acknowledge, obviously, what's going on here in the country as the world, frankly, watches and waits to see the results of the 2020 election. We had an NBA bubble. We had a World Series bubble. This is all 2020. We possibly could have an NFL playoff bubble if it gets to it. We had two bubbles in the NHL, and believe it or not, in such a 2020 moment, is this peak 2020, the two men running for president came out last night and spoke, and Key neither had a victory speech or a concession speech when speaking as the world continues to wait. Just want to address it because I know it's something many people did yesterday, took their civic responsibility very seriously, took a huge part of their day to do it. Just your thoughts real quick. It's the biggest story in the world, and then we'll get right back to our little world of sports. Well, everybody's just waiting to find out the results, right? I went to bed early last night. I tried to – my eyes got heavy. I was tired from a a long, hard day, and I watched as much as I could, and I just closed my eyes and said, you know, nothing's going to happen overnight, and we'll see what happens in the next day or two. I I think my outcome and my takeaway thus far is that it was incredible to see how many people – voted yesterday how many people voted and now we're waiting for the tally yep 96 million alone on election day this will be the first election with more than 150 million people voting in a presidential election in our country this is the 59th presidential election that we have gone through in this country we'll see if there will be a continuation of the 45th president or a brand new 46 so as key said keep tuned in I uh, slept 90 minutes last night watching the coverage. I'm now giving myself any excuse for any mistake I make the rest of the way. The Jets have certainly had a lot of mistakes this season. They are no wins. So the only team in the NFL without a win. Uh, The Steelers are the only team without a loss. The Jets say they have a plan to get back to it. We want to get your thoughts on what the plan should be. Should it involve Sam Darnold, the quarterback, the head coach, Adam Gase, and the general manager, Doe Douglas, and or you can pick any two. Hit us up, say ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or Key J and Z on Twitter. Right now, about 58% of you have weighed in and essentially said right now there's no way you can roll with Adam Gase. So we'll see what your thoughts are in just a moment. Again, hit us up, Key J and Z, Jets Problems. You got three possibilities, and you can mix and match them any way you want. We mentioned one of those possibilities is Joe Douglas. He's the team's general manager here for one and a half years, and here on the Michael K. Show at 98.7 ESPN New York yesterday, saying, here I have Sam Darnold, and he is definitely not part of the problem. I think Sam is the quarterback of the future, so I'm not going to put that on the next eight games. I think I think our whole everything in the next eight games is going to be on progress. Progress from our young guys, progress from our veteran guys, progress from everybody. You know, we just we just need to do we need to do everything better. We need to do simple better. So um, that that's the focus over the next eight games. Okay, now we should mention Joe Douglas is the team's general manager. As I said, he reports to Christopher Johnson, who is the team's owner, taking over after Woody Johnson was named to an ambassadorship by President Trump to the United Kingdom. Christopher Johnson was well known for saying earlier in the season he thought Adam Gase, the team's head coach, sitting on the hottest seat in the NFL, had a brilliant offensive mind. (laughs) Most people, including Key and practically every caller I think Key or us has ever taken, would seem to disagree. But you know who's not laughing about that statement? Joe Douglas. 
look, I said, I said it before, like my, my hope is that we can, we can fix this problem together and it's easy to pick on one person. It's easy to pick on the head coach. It's, it's easy to pick on the quarterback. I mean, I think those are convenient targets, but it's, it's all of us. It's all of us. The goal is to fix this all together. See, I, I laugh at that because one of the things he said was my hope. I have a lot of hopes in my life. <laughs> no, no, no. My hope is that we can fix it together, <laughs> even though I know we're not going to fix it together. Different than saying Sam is the future. It's different. Hope, future, different. Semantics. All right, so let's go. Th- oh, go ahead, Jay. I was just, well, his other comment, I think some people will say they are convenient targets. Convenient targets. For Adam Gase, okay, surrendering, surrendering play calling duties offensively, even though you're a brilliant mind. Running some of the most talented players out of the Jets organization for being the head coach. Losing the respect in the locker room. These are just, it's, that's not a convenient target. That's a pretty obvious target. I think he raised a well, great you gotta, point. Well, you got to, I'm the general manager of a team, man. I'm not, I, he's still my head coach. I can't get get up there and just throw him to the wolves. I, I got to tread lightly with this. I got to, you know, I got to just kind of let it take its course, massage it a little bit because the end is near. Well, that's why I if thought. The end is near. Keith, that's why I thought for that exact reason, I would have that same narrative that you just explained applicable to Sam Darnold. To say that he's he's the future. What is he going to say? Hey, we're just going to see what you, you he can't. pretty much did say that. He said two things that were dichotomy of each of each other at the same Jay. time. He said he's the future. Hold on, Keith. He said he's the future of our organization, but at the same time, we're evaluating based upon progress for the next eight games. No, not evaluating the next eight games. It's it, it's he didn't. He's not evaluating. He's not making a decision based on the eight games on whether Sam is the future. He's already made that decision that he's the future. I understand. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are the the, 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 the the prince and the king and the queens of the ball. I get it. Everybody wants that. It's the sexy thing on the streets right now. They just drafted a dude three years ago with the third pick of the draft. And that is Sam Darnold. And Joe Douglas had did not draft him. And Joe exactly. Douglas and Joe Douglas did not put any players around him. Therefore, Joe Douglas is trying to do that now with trading Jamal Anderson. I mean Jamal Adams. Jamal Anderson, jeez. Jamal Adams getting Dirty picks. Shout out. Yeah. Get, getting picks for Jamal, getting picks for other players that they've decided to move on from, allowing them to get from underneath the Le'Veon Bell deal, all those sort of things is clear path to setting up when the offseason comes that they'll have money, they'll have draft capital to rebuild the franchise and the organization when they get rid of Adam Gase as a coach. That's not saying they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. What that's saying to me, is that they're putting things, getting things ready to go around Sam Donald. The same thing that you say about Trevor Lawrence, if they allow him to go somewhere else and he becomes, I don't know, Joe Montana, they'll never be able to live it down. If Sam Donald leaves and he goes to, I don't know, the Raiders because they're tired of car, and then all of a sudden he goes and he becomes Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. When you had him, you had him. You didn't know what this unknown college kid is. Yes, he looks good in college, but so did Tim Couch, and so did Ryan Leaf, and so did a whole host of other players look great in college. But I know what he is in the pros. I know that he's playing against NFL competition opposed to, no pun intended, Duke, Georgia Tech. You you start to look at those things when you evaluate. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. I mean, I would love to see Sam Darnold go to San Fran and play in Kyle Shanahan's or, offense. Or I think San that would be Fran, incredible for Fran. him instead of Adam Gase. I think you address the head coach issue first and foremost. But what I am saying is if you are the Jets and if you find yourself in a situation where you go 0-16, and 0-16 with the pressure, if Trevor Lawrence wins the national championship, let's see how Joe Douglas reacts then. I'm not picking a quarterback based on winning a championship. If okay. That, if that was the case, if, if he if plays that was the case, I would have picked some from Oklahoma 25 years ago when they was winning and them dudes couldn't play he, quarterback. That's I can't fine. do he, that. I hear what you're saying. I know you're going to hold firm in your stance right now, but when you have multiple experts, if he if he wins I, at that degree, I, and if he I, plays well against an Alabama or an Ohio State or a Georgia, and he blows people away, and they're calling him a generational type of quarterback, I know you say people hear that every year, but I have not, from the scouts I've talked to, they're talking about Trevor Lawrence way differently than they're talking about what Sam Darnold was three years ago. I'm hearing more Andrew Luck comparisons than anything else. Now, I know you're arguing about what is Andrew Luck won, but I mean, I know you got into a great argument with Greg on our show about that, no, but Andrew no Luck's argument, numbers... conversation and discussion. Greg Luck, uh, Andrew Luck's numbers are pretty much off the charts, right? So all I'm saying is if that's all the case, we'll see how Joe Douglas reacts then. And I think, Joe, I think Joe will handle it the right way, Z. I think he knows that he has a quarterback that doesn't have any players around him. It just, you know, it, it's you got to have players around you. You look at the Dallas Cowboys, and for instance, you look at Dak Prescott. What did they go out and do? They went and got Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. It, changed, it changed everything for him in the passing game. But he, he, then they made a decision to go out and draft a kid in the first round. I mean, you you got to think what I'm saying, Jay Will. If he's throwing to nobody, his best receiver is catching passes for the Carolina Panthers because Joe Douglas and, and I guess Adam Gase at the time didn't necessarily value Robbie Anderson at the level with the economics and saying, okay, we can spend money on him. They passed on that. The guy is flourishing in Carolina right now. And so all I'm saying is you got to have – pieces. You cannot expect for him to be successful with an offensive line, a 40-some-year-old running back. I mean, like, you you just so, uh, can't do it. I'm just saying, why lock yourself into a plan if we've had a year that's been so unexpected? Because I, because I see him every single day at practice, and I see him throw the football, and I've watched him, and I see what he does. And if I only been here a year and a half. See, we got to get to Darius here. We did. If, uh, a year and a half. I think if I put people around him, he's going to be successful. Again, give us a call, 888-ESPN. We'll get back to it throughout the course of the morning. It is engendering a ton of passion on the Dr. Pepper Twitter line. Again, you can tweet us your answer. Darnold, Gase, Douglas, all the above, none of the above at Key J and Z. Let's talk about a team that has risen above after a bit of a tough start. I'll tell you, Darius Leonard is different because the Colts viewed him differently than almost every other team in the NFL, and it has become Indianapolis's huge benefit. And we welcome the defensive stud inside Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin here on ESPN Radio this morning. Darius, good morning. You've started the season 5-2. and two. Like I said, a little bit of a hiccup out of the gate. Tell me what this team is thinking about here as we approach the second half of the season. Um, first of all, good morning. Um, you know, just uh the only thing we focus on is trying to trying to get better. Um, you know, you can 
you can lose games and get better. You can win games and get worse. And, you know, you just got to maintain, you know, focus and continue to get better, get better um, day in and day out. Just try not to, you know, ride the wave. You got to create our own one. Last, uh, the past two games, you scored 31 points against the Bengals, 41 against the Lions, including a, a pick six from cornerback Kenny Moore. What have you seen from the offense over the last couple of weeks that make you feel confident with a dominant defense that this is the offense to lead you forward? Um, you know, just, you know, they, they hold the ball a lot. You know, they um keeping us off the field. Um, you know, they're they're running the ball well. They're throwing the ball well. You know, Phillip is, you know, throwing the ball to, you know, everybody on the roster. So, you know, never know who's, who's he throwing to. You know, you got JT in the backfield. And then you got Naheem Himes, you know, an easy mismatch with a linebacker um, guarding him out of the backfield. So just just kind of, you know, put, putting our guys in a position to make plays. The maniac. It's, it's, it's good to talk to you, man. My, my wife's family is a huge <laughs> fan of the Colts. I got to ask you first and foremost, why do they call you the maniac? Um, well, I honestly got it um, in 2017 after I played Clemson. I ended with like 19 tackles, and I came back on campus. Somebody said, you play like a straight maniac. And, you know, it kind of stuck with me, and then it kind of, you know, it's not in my persona. You know, when I step on the field, I'm a I'm a wild guy. You know, I love to have fun. I'm talking trash. I'm energetic, you know, trying to be have that enthusiasm more than anyone. And then, you know, when I once I get off the field, you know, I'm just that polite, you know, well spoken, um, that um that genuine love guy. So, you know, just two different two different people, um, you know, the maniac comes out up between the lines and then, you know, Darius comes out when, when I'm not. I love it, man. You guys added a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Phil <clears throat> Rivers to your locker room this past off season. What has it been like bringing him into the mix? Oh, it's amazing. Um just like you said, a future Hall of Famer and, you know, him being in the league seventeen years for a young guy like me, you know, playing def- defense, um, just learning from him and making his defense better, um, you know, believe it or not, um, that could be the reason why our defense is playing so well, you know, uh in, in camp, you know, we're doing so much. He's telling us, you know, what he's seen as a <clears throat> as a opponent and kinda of made us better and then you now, you know, coming in, you know, playing playing offense, you know, he, he know the game. Um you can tell um that he know what he's doing and it's you know, it's it's great to have a seventeen year vet as a as your leader in his locker room. Darius Leonard, Colts inside linebacker, two time all pro joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. Yes. That's <laughs> Almost <me>. said L C <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me ask you this, Darius. You obviously getting ready to take on Lamar Jackson. The reigning MVP is coming to town this week. What do you need to do to slow him down? Not necessarily in the passing game because we kind of know his struggles there, but him pulling it down and running the ball. Um, you know, um, honestly, you know, it, it's going to take all eleven. Um, you know, at first. You know, the first four, you know, we always talk about keeping the well, keeping the quarterback in the well. And then, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, coach going to definitely, you know, put somebody on him. Hopefully it's me, you know, because, you know, I'm definitely, you know, want to take that challenge. You know, I want to put it on my back, you know, to stop their best player. That's something that as a leader on a defense, that's something that you got to take pride in. You got to want to be able to step up to a challenge. And Lamar is definitely the best at, you know, pulling it down and running, making guys miss. And that's something that, you know, I always wanted to do. Um you know, uh, just looking at just looking at it and seeing how explosive he is, and wanting to be the guy, you know, who make that play. Seeing people on, you know, ESPN top ten, you know, of, of him making a play, and you want to be the guy to stop that play. So, hopefully, you know, we dial some, you know, great things to uh, keep him in the well. 
You know, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Ravens on Sunday, and Coach Tomlin told the media that, you know, for all intents and purposes, we respect Lamar, but we don't fear Lamar Jackson. What did you make of – not that you would ever say that, but what did you make of those comments? Um, that, I mean, that's a true statement. Um, I mean, me, you know, I watch very little film because, you know, I, I feel like sometimes in the film session – you know, if you look at film, you can say, oh, this team is really not that good. You can get overly confident. And then you can see, oh, this guy right here, he's, you know, he's killing everyone. Then, you know, you get that little that little feeling like now you got to do more and instead of just being you. So, me, you know, I nameless opponent, you know, but you got to respect your opponent. That's that's the main thing. You know, you don't got to be scared of anyone, but you got to respect it. I mean, he's a great player, but you got to understand that it's 11 versus one. He got, that's only one football out there, and that's 11 guys trying to get that one ball. So, yeah, we all just got to work together and, you know, just, just stop their offense. Mm. Darius, really appreciate you joining us this morning and being a company man by shouting out the Sports Center Top 10. Really appreciate that. Thanks. Good <laughs> luck against Lamar and company this weekend. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Good luck, right. man. He is an absolute stud and an absolute steal. Chris Ballard and the Colts did an unbelievable job picking this dude up. Um, he has paid huge dividends for them. Let's go. It, what do you got? What do I was going to say real quickly, I don't expect anybody to fear anybody. I mean, we're all professional athletes. We're all grown men. You know, these guys are coaches. You're out here competing. It's another thing to say that you don't fear someone, though. Like, it's another thing to openly say that. It seems like that was that was a shot at the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, regardless of whether you believe it or not, to say it openly, publicly, at a presser like that, that was a love of Lamar Jackson. I love it. And Leonard doubled down. He said, I, I agree with him. Yeah, I love it. Nobody's scared of that dude. I ain't like, okay, yeah, he's running up and down the football. I got 11 hats that we going to handle our business. That's he's, what Mike Tomlin believes. He's one of the best 11 hats on defense for the Colts, for sure. Again, Baltimore Indy on Sunday, big litmus test for the Colts. Let's go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you mm. by Dell. Big mm. news from Dell Technologies. Black Friday is here with deals up to 50% off small business computers with Intel Core processors. To give your business an edge, call 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash SB Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Huh. Okay. They've been saying it for years, fellas. I didn't say anything. Hey, it's a marketing it, term. make it right. It's the marketing term. I didn't a lot say of anything. things for years. All right. From Black Friday to Saturday... <laughs> With no distinction on the front. <laughs> Wisconsin-Purdue scheduled to be played on Saturday, but it won't be because Wisconsin, again, has got more coronavirus issues. You might recall their game the previous Saturday with Big Red Nebraska was ruled a no contest as well. No contest is essentially what the Big Ten is just calling it. Fancy term for nobody's going to have to forfeit this game. They got 27 total active cases of COVID-19, 15 student-athletes. Barry Alvarez is the athletic director at Wisconsin and the former legendary head coach of the Wisconsin football team addressing the notion that they might just have six games to have a shot to get to the playoff, but that's really not top of mind at the moment here. I'm concerned with the health and safety of the guys. I, 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 there's no one wants to be on that field any more than I do, but I'm not going to lose, lose track of, of priorities, um, which is we, we don't leave ourselves much wiggle room right now. And, and we know that, but, uh, Hopefully we can get this corralled and we can get back in, uh, back on the field and plan. We certainly hope that that is the case. State of Wisconsin in flux, athletically, non-athletically, big coronavirus hotspot at the moment. Big hot topic we've been discussing all week, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence will be on the sideline for their huge game in South Bend Saturday night 
at 7.30 Eastern. He will have cleared his 10-day isolation, but earlier in the week, Dabo Sweeney said he will not play against Notre Dame. But, but, Dabo Sweeney saying Trevor Lawrence might not be a coach just yet. He's ready to have a good, long, professional career, but he'll be serving that purpose on Saturday. He's an incredibly knowledgeable guy, and, you know, he, he's, he's been there. So I just think, you know, he, he'll be able to, to bring a good, uh, uh, you know, presence, you know, to, to DJ, and, and he's got a great mind. He's got great eyes. Uh, so he's going to be Coach Lawrence. Love that. DJ is DJ Uyangalale, who is his backup and performed. Uyangalale. Say it again, Key. Uyangalale. 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 (laughs) Who performed very well Saturday after a rough first half against Boston College to keep Clemson undefeated in the thick of the playoff race. But this is different. I know there's not going to be a ton of fans there, Key, but Saturday night, Notre Dame, number four team in the country on the road for the young kid, how do you see it? Oh, it's going to be a tough one for him. But, you know, if anybody can do it, I believe he can. When I look at the quarterbacks at Clemson and the system that they've run, they've all been tremendous no matter who you put underneath that center because they have a philosophy, a system, and a style in which they believe in, and they go out there and get it done. It's going to be a tough one, though. Ian Buck, Notre Dame's quarterback, let's not forget about him. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good, too. We're not talking about him much. But he's a pretty good one. And by the way, Jay, Brian Kelly is going to join us this morning at 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. That is the Notre Dame head coach. We will dig in on this huge matchup with Brian Kelly, coach of the Irish, coming up here at 9, 10 Eastern. What do you think about this whole COVID, Lawrence on the sideline, putting the coaching cap on? I, I think I think Notre Dame gets the win. I think, I, I think people overlook Ian Books. He doesn't throw four 400 yards like most quarterbacks do that are obviously being talked about a lot. But I, I think the system, I think the style in which they play, and I, I think that's a lot of seeing the way DJ grew in that game against Boston College, that's one thing. Notre Dame is different. No doubt. And Ian Book yeah. is a fantastic right, We player. got Brian Kelly coming on, so I'm going to be nice. And by the way, I just want to mention here a quick addendum here. Let me throw an audible at you, Keith. Brian Kelly coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern time, so just about 38 minutes away. Ten minutes can, off. Ten minutes off. I'm five minutes too late. Can't play for Coach Coughlin. All right, so Brian Kelly will be here at 9 a.m. Eastern time to talk about Ian Book, what he's going to expect. This is one of the ACC's biggest games in about, I'd say, at least a half decade or so. Remember, Notre Dame this year eligible, even though they play about five ACC, maybe six games per campaign, they're eligible this year to play in the ACC championship game to get to the playoffs. So this is a huge moment for the Irish. On the way, a rookie quarterback who is playing lights out and no one's talking about it, but we will next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done Fellows, we do a lot of fun games each and every week, and I always have to explain each one, but this is probably the easiest one I have to explain. I'll just uh, start a sentence, 
and you guys will finish it. So you guys do all the heavy lifting here. Here we go, right out of the gate, about halfway through the season. Some good choices here. Key, the NL, the NFL MVP is fill-in-the-blank. Russell Wilson right now. I still give it to Russell, although Patrick Mahomes had a great game last week, but it's Russell. I would say Patrick Mahomes, to sort of fact. I think he's thrown for, like, what, 20-plus TDs and one interception, even though Russ is doing it. I'll go with Pat. Indeed. We Patrick, are... as his mom would have me call him. Yes. Mother knows best. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Notre Dame's head coach, Brian Kelly, getting set for one of the biggest games of his career. I know he was in the BCS title game. He was also in the playoff, but this is a huge regular season game for Kelly and company with Clemson coming to town. He'll be with us at 9 a.m. Eastern. This is good. You've been most impressed by key fill in the blank in the NFL. I mean, you can go to a bunch of different directions on considering what impresses you. Well, DK Metcalf, uh, receiver out of Seattle, uh, he was second round pick. Uh, I think he might have been the ninth or the tenth pick in terms of the receiver position in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, fast, strong, uh, a guy with 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 some amazing ability. Uh, I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive on contesting the fifty fifty ball, but otherwise. Pretty good. I mean, he he could have been <laughs> hell. He could have been a jet, Evan. Maybe. I mean, you know, maybe they could have drafted him. Maybe, maybe the the Giants could have drafted him. Mm. Heck, maybe Green Bay to satisfy everybody's taste buds should have drafted him. They do need a wide receiver. I just remember on draft night, Mina Kimes just celebrating when she found out that Seattle was drafting DK Metcalf. So kudos to her. Um, I would go with Aaron Rodgers. Just I think at thirty six years old, considering what happened last year, a lot of people were discounting him. I think he just makes he makes everybody look so amazing every weekend. No doubt. You can see Mina Kimes on NFL Live with Key. She's one of our ESPN NFL analysts. All right, here we go. A couple good choices here. The NFL's best oh. division is fill in the blank. There's one choice. Can I go with two? No, one. AFC North, just say it. I'm going to take the NFC West. That's what I would do. Yeah, I'm going to take really? the NFC West. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the NFC West. I'm going to look at Seattle. I'm going to look at the Rams and an Arizona team that's ex- very adorable and cute at what they're doing out there in Arizona right now. Um, San Francisco, herky-jerky, but they figure out how to wait, you know, to stay afloat. All four could make the playoffs. That's hard to say in the AFC North, obviously, because of the Bengals, right? Yeah, Bengals. I, I, I would just that's say That's why that. I said no. Like, our well, seller 40- team is the Arizona Cardinals, was our seller team coming into the year, and look where they're at now. You're taking the 49ers to make the playoffs? I think it's possible they could make it. There's seven spots this year. They get healthy. Why not? Yeah. It could well, be eight when, spots. When, well, I mean, it could be eight George, spots. George Kittle, those guys out how many weeks? A lot. Six and I mean, eight. They A should lot. have the Bengals record right now with their injuries, and they're light years ahead of the Bengals right yeah. now. They have four wins. They should have no or one wins with that attrition, and they don't. The okay. guy can coach. Yeah, right. The guy can just flat out job. coach. I may have not coached well in the Super Bowl against the Cats, I, but that's okay. You're only up 25, Key. What do you want here? You I just wouldn't bet money. More than I just wouldn't bet money for the 49ers to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I would say the AFC North just because the Steelers, the Ravens. I know the Browns have gone through their stuff. They're five and three, and the Bengals have lost four out of, the, four out of their five games, one touchdown or less. Who are and, you taking, Z? The Bengals or the 49ers? Straight up, right now. Right now, I'd right have now. to take the 49ers. Me too. You, right now, without Jimmy G, without <laughs> me too. Kittle, me too. Okay. All right. 
I would disagree with you guys on that. Yeah. That's why well, we're well, here. What else would be new? <laughs> That's what makes good radio, I don't have right? to agree with everything you say, Keyshawn. <laughs> I didn't say you did, Jason. Don't be sensitive. <laughs> All right. And that's going to do it for fill in the blank. Now I want to kind of get to something that's interesting because Key caught some passes from some really interesting guys over the years. Not a lot of young guns, older, more veteran guys for Key in his career, like Vinny Testaverde and Brad Johnson, if you're old enough to remember those names. I want to talk about a couple quarterbacks, including one that Jay obviously brought up and is very high on. Let's get into the quarterback comps. Essentially, I'm going to give you a young guy in the league. In fact, I'm going to give you three rookies, and then you tell me who this guy extrapolates to or who he could end up being, who he reminds you of. And let's start with the guy Jay mentioned with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati playing lights out for sure. Wins may not be there, but he's playing great football. Key, his comp for another quarterback you've seen would be who? You know, I I, I would comp him with Tony Romo. I I just, you know, is his ability to get rid of the football fast. It was something Tony did that was amazing. Tony was very accurate. I think Joe Burrow's very accurate. Uh, Tony did not turn the ball over at an alarming rate. I think you're looking at a, yo, a young Joe Burrow that's headed in that direction, in that mode. Uh, Tony could run when he needed to to get out, get out, you know, scramble until you start getting hit and beat up a little bit. Joe Burrow certainly can do that. Um, and I think Joe Burrow wants to be great, and Tony wanted to be great. Tony really worked at being the guy that he wind up being for the Dallas Cowboys in the end. Okay, so Burrow was drafted first. Jay, you want to get in? Obviously, what, who do you think? I, I was just going to give you a couple of different stats. Yeah, go ahead. So you can put into perspective about how talented Joe Burrow is. And I know the record isn't reflective considering the Bengals have some other issues, but most completions in a game by a rookie, 37, Joe Burrow, week two versus Cleveland. Right. Passing yards in the season. 4,374, that's the record by Andrew Luck. Burrow sits right now 2,023 through eight games. Slightly behind pace, but close to pace. Most 300-plus yard games, Andrew Luck, six. Burrow already has five. Most TD passes, 27, Baker Mayfield. Burrow has 11. He needs to have a huge second half, but he's close. And the last one, Burrow was also the first rookie QB to record a game of 400 yards passing and three TDs and one rushing TD. All of those are stats are absolutely terrific. The first one I would quibble with just because when you're down a ton, everybody's always throwing the ball, so your completions could go up. But everything else Jay said, it's hard to argue. Those are some. And that was brought to you by Jay Wills. (laughs) Just saying, put it into context about how special this kid is. There's nobody doubting that. He's already lost more this year than he pretty much lost in his college career combined, which is kind of crazy. All right, so Burrow was taken first overall, and then Tua was taken. Fifth overall, and you're thinking a quarterback comp here could be another lefty that played in the state of Florida in the NFL. Yeah, you know, and it's not watching two against the Rams, obviously, although he a couple times he threw some great passes. He zipped it in there. But I liked him when he was at Alabama. He just Maybe it's because he is a lefty reminding me of a lot of Mark Brunel. Because uh, he could still run, Mark could run. Tua was able to run and get out of get out of harm's way in at Alabama when he was there playing, and and he's very accurate again. Mark Brunel was a very accurate quarterback again. One of those guys that didn't turn the ball over at an alarming rate and had a very long productive career. Let's go to the last one. Drafted right after Tua was Justin Herbert. Uh, Kiwi got to be quick on this one. Big, strapping, impressive. Uh, the guy was an introvert, but when he's out on the field, I don't see anything bashful. <laughs> this, this guy's baller. No, it's another guy, and it comes from the Pacific Northwest, much like Drew Bledsoe. 
big, 6'6", strong arm, just dropping dimes on people. You think about Bledsoe when he was at Washington State coming out of college, or you think about him early in his New England Patriot days, and even some great moments in Buffalo where he was just a big, strong quarterback that delivered the football. And every now and then, for a big, tall guy like that, he would scamper away from guys much like Herbert. Much like Herbert. Speaking of the Pac-12, Justin was a huge star at Oregon. The Pac-12 starts on Saturday. Real football. (laughs) So can Key's favorite team, USC, the key to get to the playoff for Key's squad? Their key player joins us next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. It's a pleasure to welcome in USC quarterback Keaton Slovis on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We got a big SC guy in key, of course, ready to talk to you here in a second. But first, you're getting ready for the season. You've seen every other Power 5 league play for weeks on end here. What's it been like for you to just sit there, watch, and wait, and watch everybody else play? Uh, it hasn't been easy, you know. That's kind of the reason why we wanted to get started and wanted to kind of push the envelope and try to play is – you know, we're sitting on the couch on Saturday watching other teams play. And that's going to go right. So, uh, really good to be back, and hopefully we won't have to watch too many more games anymore. Keaton, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, what has it been like preparing for such a short season, knowing that you guys only have a handful of games to get ready to try to make it to the Final Four? It means a whole lot. You know, we only have really seven opportunities, and we talk about it all the time. You know, we get seven chances to really showcase what kind of team we have and, and hopefully that we're, we're one of the better teams in the country. So, uh, again, we have seven opportunities to go prove that we, we have a chance to, to earn the spot in the playoffs. But, again, with, with only seven opportunities um, compared to other teams with 10 or 12, you really have to display it um, game in and game out. You can't, you, can't uh, you know, have any, any lapses, any games on the way. What would it take for you guys to actually make the college football playoffs? What would you guys need to do in order for that to happen? Again, I don't, again, that's kind of beyond me um, in terms of the decisions that are going to be made. But really, we just have to have to win every game that we're, we're given. And uh, personally, I think we have to win it, you know, pretty handedly and, and kind of showcase the, the the talent we have on this team and and uh, what we can do um, on the national stage. But again. Um, you know, the committee is going to be the one that decides at the end of the day. And 
Um, really, we just have to control what we can control and, and doing everything we can in those seven games. You getting ready to take on the Arizona State Sun Devils, which is huge with Herm Edwards and obviously defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis, who has a history of running pro-style defenses coming from the NFL for such a long time as a head coach with the Cincinnati Bengals and defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. How do you prepare for that? We're looking at a lot of different things. You know, obviously Coach Lewis hasn't called defense in like over 10 or 15 years at this point. So um, obviously he's a great football mind and probably going to see a lot of NFL stuff, but we're prepared for anything. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the beauty of our offense is it doesn't really matter what defense we see. You know, we call ourselves an execution-based offense because, you know, regardless of what defense we see, our our, our, our plays work, work against anyone. And, um, you know, regardless of what defense we can see, we can have success. I feel like at this time of the year, you guys typically are in the flow of your season. You've learned so much about your team. How challenging is it that everybody else has a head start and you guys are now forced to start so abruptly and so fast? Uh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things, again, that kind of the season's different than any other. And just the, the weather changing, you know, it doesn't feel like we should be in fall camp in late October either. So um, luckily we're playing only Pac-12 schools, so they're kind of in the same boat as us. Um, so hopefully at, by the end of the season, we'll kind of know where we're at in comparison to those other teams. We're talking to USC starting quarterback Keaton Slovis on the Shell Pennzoil performance line this morning. A lot of our listeners may not be aware that in high school, in high school, you were under the tutelage of the legendary Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, uh, Kurt Warner was my really the offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach in my high school. Uh, his kids went to the school and played on the team as well. So um, really just got to learn for him from him for four years when I was there. Obviously, you know, one of the brightest minds in NFL history. So to have the ability to learn from him in high school and, uh, you know, play for him and, and run, the, you know, really a pro system in high school and really, you know, make make more decisions and, and put a lot more pressure on me than normal quarterbacks, uh, high school quarterbacks would, would have um, really helped me um, develop, I think, as a quarterback. And I'm really grateful for it. We should mention... Right out of the gate, big test for you. Two Pac-12 South favorites. You, of course, and as Key mentioned, Arizona State will get an early read on how both of you look Saturday when the Pac-12 season kicks off better late than never. And best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Keaton. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Fight on. Uh, Fight on. Yeah, that's right. Fight on. Key had to get that one in. Any USC Trojan would do that to another USC Trojan. All right, size it up, man. I mean, listen, this is the last league to get going, and you guys are in the marquee spot in the weekend against Herm Edwards and the Arizona State Sun Devils. How do you see it? it Herm's going to, you know, Herm's coming out fighting. I can promise you that. Uh, Herm, Marvin Lewis, Antonio Pierce. Marvin Lewis takes over the defense for Arizona State, which is going to be fun to watch. I mean, remember when he was defensive coordinator at Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and the, the problems that they with calls for teams around the National Football League and going on to win the Super Bowl. But when you look at Arizona State, they've got some pretty good talent on that side of the ball. Uh, young quarterback, and I'm actually – let me hear – let me see this kid's uh, – I'm going to try to bring this kid up really quick here. This kid, Jaden, right? Jaden. Yeah, he's the quarterback, really good player. He's a, he was a freshman last year. Great player. Great player. He's going to be one of those guys mm-hmm. that next year – when the draft starts to come out, people are going to say, oh, is it him or is it the other guy? I mean, that's where they're at. I like what they're doing in terms of recruiting in the Southern California area. They've come, they've come into Southern California and cast a net. Now, obviously, Arizona's not far from California, so it's a, it's a fertile ground for them and their recruiting. 
On the other side for USC, we lost a couple players uh, that have opted out to the National Football League, which will be interesting to see some of their replacements. But uh, um, St. Brown, um, St. Brown, the receiver that's there, Tyler Vons, obviously, Kadan Slovis, the receiver, I mean, the quarterback, when you look at him, he took over for JT Daniels a year ago and hasn't looked back. And, and so it'll be – it's one of those deals where, you know, after last year we, we looked at Coach Helton and we kind of said, well, what, there's Urban Meyer there. Why don't we hire Urban Meyer? But the new AD decided that he was going to stick with Coach and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, he comes into this season, pandemic or not, on the hot seat. No question. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly. Of course, Notre Dame always has that annual great game against Keys USC Trojans. He'll join us at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. There's one other game that is going a little bit under the radar, but Key, I know from talking to you off the air that you're very interested in, and that is the debut. I thought this was one of the more shocking retirements in recent times. That is the debut of Jimmy Lake at Washington. The only reason I bring this up, Washington has made the college football playoff. Chris Peterson, highly successful coach, stepping away. A lot of people were stunned by it. Jimmy Lake in Washington will open at Cal. Why should we care about Jimmy Lake? What do we need to know here? Well, first of all, he's one of a handful of African-American coaches. Mm -hmm. Young guy. That's in college football. Young guy who was a defensive coordinator. Um, He's done a terrific, terrific job in the past as a recruiter recruiting the base for Washington. I think taking over, moving from the D.C. to the head coach at Washington, that energy level is going to be high in there. Coach Peterson was a great coach for many years, whether it was Boise State or Washington, but I think they get a little bit of a different jolt here with this guy. He can be one of those Dalbo Sweeney Mm. types. The only difference is he actually called plays where Dalbo Sweeney was only the receiver coach and has turned into – the highest-paid college football coach that we know. That's fair enough. But big shoes to fill. Washington, if you're too young, has a great tradition. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. On the way, Notre Dame's biggest game in years. You're playing Clemson. You got to practice every single day. So why were the Irish not on the field yesterday during game week with the Tigers coming to town. The answer with Brian Kelly is on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.